I'm Dr. Sterling. I'm a board-certified OBGYN and mom. Welcome to the Becoming Moms podcast, where I give you the step-by-step to optimizing your physical and emotional wellness in pregnancy so you can create a nourishing environment for your baby, your family, and yourself. The information shared in this podcast is intended for general education purposes only and is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or another qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you heard in this podcast. All right, lovelies, let's dive in to this week's episode. One of the most popular on-demand classes inside sterlingparents.com is Preparing Your Pelvic Floor for Labor with Dr. Anna Graham. Sterlingparents.com is my membership community for pregnancy, and because our members love this class so much, we wanted to share part of it on the podcast. Getting connected to your body and learning to tune into its needs and signals is a crucial part of preparing for birth. If you want to learn how to get connected to your pelvic floor and prepare for labor, this episode is for you. Hello, Sterling parents. We have Dr. Grant here with us today. Dr. Grant is a pelvic health specialist, and she's going to talk to us about preparing our pelvis for labor. Thank you so much for being here. Yes, thanks so much for having me. I love talking all about this, all about the pelvis (laughs) during and around birth and pregnancy and postpartum and all of it. So yeah, it's my pleasure. (laughs) Oh, well, we're really excited to to get some of your wisdom. So talk to me about what are the things that pretty much you think that everyone should be doing to help prepare their pelvis for birth? Yeah, it's such a great question. So um, I think the key is Um, really being aware of what your pelvic floor is and just that strengthening that brain pelvic floor connection during birth is super important. Okay. Um, So I wouldn't be a pelvic PT if I didn't have a pelvis like at the ready. (laughs) So if you don't mind, I'll do a quick anatomy um, orientation just to what we're working with here. Um, So we have the pelvis. Yeah. So these are kind of the bony structures here. So if you held right onto your hip bone, this is that iliac crest that you can see on both sides. Perfect. Um, it comes together and meets at the front. Um, in the back is where our spine attaches to the pelvis via the yeah. sacroiliac joints. Um, and then underneath is our pelvic floor. So anything that you see that's red is pelvic floor muscles. Um, so obviously these are the muscles that help to maintain continence. They keep our sphincters closed for both our urethra and our anal sphincter um, to help maintain urinary and fecal continence. Um, they also support the pelvic organs. So the bladder, the uterus and the rectum. Um, and obviously during pregnancy, that uterus is growing and growing and growing. (laughs) So those pelvic floor muscles are loaded and loaded and loaded more than ever. Um, so yeah, I think the key during pregnancy is to really be aware of both how to activate these muscles when we need to activate them and also to relax these muscles when we need to relax them. So activating them when we need to maintain continence and then relaxing um, when we're ready to urinate or have a bowel movement or eventually when we're ready to have a baby come out of this area. Um, So my favorite way to kind of 
strengthen that brain pelvic floor connection is with breathing. Um, So really getting in touch with kind of our deep belly breathing or diaphragmatic breathing is super helpful to bring that attention to the pelvic floor. So diaphragmatic breathing is where you really allow that air to drop down into your belly almost. So if you have one- doing it right now. (laughs) It's actually a really relaxing way to breathe. It totally is, yes. And finding that connection before birth is so, so key. So yeah, if you had one hand on your chest and then one hand on your belly, Mm -hmm. you wanna take a deep breath in, thinking about sending that breath all the way down to your belly hand. Yeah, it's, diff- it's so different than we normally breathe. And so, so you, you should be feeling, my understanding is you should feel like your hand is moving out as your belly expands, right? Exactly, exactly. Okay. And especially during pregnancy, when our diaphragm is shoved up higher because of our growing belly, it's totally. really, really hard to tap into that diaphragmatic breathing. So okay. practicing it early is so key. Okay. So yeah. Another visual I like to use is as you're breathing in, think about sending that breath on an elevator ride all the way down to our pelvic floor even. So not just our belly, but even lower. And okay. as you inhale, just really thinking about that pelvic floor kind of relaxing, releasing. And then on okay. the exhale, it kind of recoils back. I like that. Yeah. Okay. So how many, would you say that somebody should do this like once a day, three times a day, what's the routine that you- Yeah, I mean, I think tapping into just that kind of breathing sprinkled all throughout the day. So yeah, three times a day, you can pair it with something that you do three times a day. Like if you eat three meals a day before breakfast, 10 diaphragmatic breaths. Before lunch, 10 diaphragmatic breaths. Before dinner, same thing. Okay. Um, Just to kind of pair it with something that you're already doing. So you- remember it. <laughs> yeah. And there's so many benefits to breath work beyond connecting to your pelvic floor. Oh, it, yeah. it, I mean, it's such a, it's such a relaxing um, experience too. So that's wonderful. I love that. Okay. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And you know, if you're having a hard time feeling the pelvic floor, cause mm-hmm. we, you know, tend to be very disconnected from that part of our body. So true. <laughs> um, so seek true. help, go, you know, see a pelvic floor physical therapist because you know, there's so much that can be done. And if you're feeling that disconnect, likely that's going to become a problem later if you, you know, truly can't find that connection. So, um, you know, and there's support there. It's, you know, there's ways to strengthen that connection. Okay. That's wonderful. I, I mean, I think you and I probably both agree that having, if you are able to do pelvic floor physical therapy during your pregnancy to prepare for birth, that would be the ideal situation that everybody would, would do that. And we've talked about this before. So, you know, (laughs) do that before, you know, during pregnancy and also pick up with that postpartum as well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The support is there. You just have to seek it out. Okay. So, um, is there anything else that you think people should do beyond the breathing and connecting to their pelvis to prepare for labor? Yeah. So um, another thing that is research based is perineal massage. Okay. So I'll talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So um, looking at the anatomy here. Yeah. So we have, you know, from front to back, we have the clitoris, Mm -hmm. we have the urethra, 
Mm-hmm. You have the vagina. And then in between the vagina and the anus is that perineal body. Right. So that's the area during birth that we want to protect, that we want to do everything we possibly can to get it ready for birth um, because it's going to have to stretch. <laughs> um, <laughs> no way about that one. No if, if way. Coming yeah. out vaginally, the perineal body has got to stretch. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So there's good research that shows that um, perineal massage starting at 34 weeks of mm-hmm. pregnancy can help reduce um, the incidence of third or fourth degree tears. So yeah. that's Which are tears that go into the external anal sphincter, which y'all <laughs> happens. It happens, yeah. but let's try to avoid it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. And incredibly, incredible healing can happen if that yes. does in fact, you know, happen, but yeah, there are things that we can do to prevent it. Um, so I'll talk a little bit about what that, what perineal massage is and how to do it. Pregnancy can be really hard on top of all the physical stuff. There's the emotional impact of not feeling well and not feeling at home in your body for months on end. If you are having a tough time in pregnancy, you are not alone. I have so been there and I want to help you. Head over to thebestpregnancyclass.com to register for my free class, Four Ways to Make Your Pregnancy Easier and Healthier. This class is all about taking some of the stress and overwhelm off your plate. Head over to thebestpregnancyclass.com and pick a time to watch the class from the comfort of your own home. You deserve support, Mama. So, you know, by 34 weeks, we definitely have a belly in front of us. So the trickiest part is reaching that area. Um, But um, I find that there's a couple different positions that work best for women. Okay. One, I like to call the Captain Morgan stance. (laughs) I I mean, if you're an American, you can probably visualize that. Yes. Some of our members in other countries are like, what? What is that? So yeah, it's standing with one foot on the ground and one foot up on a stool it can be done in the shower so if you have it you know a little um, ledge where you're you know uh, you know if you have something that you can put your foot up on okay make sure you're safe have something to hold on to no slipping and falling here Um, and then you would you know make sure you have clean hands or even use a glove hand um, uh, just you know to prevent any kind of infection or introduction of any bacteria so you would start with just one finger okay, and you'd insert that finger into the vaginal opening and first just apply pressure okay. kind of downward into that perineal body. And, you know, just to the point that you feel a stretch, but not pain, you know, you shouldn't right. be aiming to tear tissue here. This yeah. is just a gentle stretch um, to that tissue and yeah. just holding that pressure for a few seconds, you know, working up to 10 seconds or so. Okay. And then, you know, so if, if that, you know, direction is say like six o'clock, so you're going straight down to six o'clock, then mm-hmm. do the same thing at, you know, seven o'clock or five o'clock and kind of work your way around that lower um, bowl of the under, you know, at the, at the back end of the post of the vaginal opening. Yeah. Perfect. Um, yeah, and it, and it's shown the research shows that even doing that one time per week, starting at thirty four weeks, um, reduces that that um, um, likelihood that you'll tear. Yeah, I mean it's the and the and we also have some data um, to support 
doing that in labor as well as, right. as you're pushing, um, it's, it, it's, would be very difficult for a person to do that themselves, um, in labor, but that's yeah. something that, um, uh, if, if you physically can tolerate it, some, if you're unmedicated, sometimes it's just like too uncomfortable and you yes. can't do it. And sometimes the tissue is too inflamed and it's like, Ooh, no, that's not going to be a good thing. Yes. But in the right situation, the idea is, is that, um, tissue that stretches slowly won't tear. It's just like how we can see people get these you know they slowly stretch out their earlobe yeah. um, but if you tried to jam something that size their yes. earlobe like yes. it would tear, right yeah so that's it's just it's the idea that slowly stretching tissue is going to is is less likely to tear so yeah. that's a wonderful wonderful tip all right anything else that you think that people should be doing or or would help i think movement i mean of course this is different for everyone but um sticking with an exercise routine as okay. best as possible throughout pregnancy definitely helps you, um, you know, just maintain cardiovascular endurance and, um, you know, helps with stress reduction. And, you know, there, yeah. I can't speak highly enough about staying as active as possible throughout pregnancy. Obviously there are some situations yeah. where that's just not possible, but yeah. if you can move, move. I, I completely agree. I say that as someone who like <laughs> had a hard time doing so in pregnancy, but I think that, um, were I to have another pregnancy, that would be something that I would really just I would really focus on um because yes there's there's all the the mood benefits we know that it also people who um exercise at least 150 minutes a um, week have lower rates of um cesarean birth so we know that it we know that it helps it can be tricky though you know um of oh, course yeah. um you know there's some pregnancy conditions in which you can't exercise but I think that sometimes we get and I'm of the reason I'm saying this is I'm, this is the way that my brain works is this all or nothing thing. Yes. I'm like, oh, I can't really do the exercise that I do when I'm not pregnant. I'm too tired. And I just like, let it go. Yes. And um, yeah, I want, don't be like me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's um, a slippery definitely. slope, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just, you just get it. I think the first, I have such bad first trimesters. I like oh, get yeah. you that funk of like, ugh. I can't do anything. Yes. And then even when it's like, you probably could, I, right. I, in, in my last two pregnancies have not done that, but I, I tell myself all the time, I'm like, if I get pregnant again, I'm going to be active the whole pregnancy, yes. just like I'm going to follow the data. I'm going to do it. Well, this has been so, so, so helpful. I have one more question that I want to ask you, you know, for people who have tight pelvic floors, maybe they, they've been they've been diagnosed, you know, they have dyspronia or pain with intercourse or vaginismus, which is a, a spasming that can happen at the, the pelvic floor. Um, or somebody who just thinks that they might have a tight pelvic floor. Um, what should people who are in that circumstance, how can, should they be doing something different to prepare for labor? Yeah, definitely. And there's so much that goes into that whole um you know, condition of a, of a tight pelvic floor. Um, I think, you know, first thing, if you feel like you have a tight pelvic floor or have been diagnosed with a tight pelvic floor, yeah. if you've never been to a pelvic PT, this is for sure the time to go. Yeah. Um, there's so much that can be done um, just 
again, it's, it's that brain pelvic floor connection yeah. and in people who have that tight pelvic floor, there's a disconnect there. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. brain and pelvic floor aren't working together. Um, yeah. and you know, getting them on the same wavelength is the key. Okay. Um, you know, there's manual things that can be done, like manual therapy things that can be done in pelvic PT. Right. Um, there's things that you can do that the, your pelvic PT can teach you how to do at home, like some self-stretching, super similar to the perineal massage. Yeah. Um, but there's there um, there's different tools that we can use for that, yeah. um, whether it's um, you know vaginal dilators or a pelvic wand to you know help stretch that tissue, um, and really just give that brain the feedback like hey brain you're holding that pelvic floor too tight it's unnecessary let's learn how to release it um so yeah doing that work ahead of time will you know pay dividends for sure 100 and i will say it really pelvic floor physical therapy really works i have watched patients who had such tight pelvic floors so much pain and really just like even within a few sessions with a pelvic yes. floor physical therapist. And then, you know, if they were um, prescribed dilators, which are basically like they, it's, it is what it sounds like. They're, they're, you know, like little. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, you could, you could also use it like a sex toy, but they're mm-hmm. like, you know, these like more like medical yes <laughs> some in like cute little sets exactly and, like pretty colors and, stuff. and the smallest one is the size of a finger so it starts yeah. very small and yeah. <laughs> yeah they're tiny and they're used for a variety of things not just yes. this, a variety of things but um it's incredible um what pelvic floor physical therapy can do for people and you know changes their sex lives changes how they feel about themselves so um yes i think that that's wonderful advice there are definitely i think people are um can be afraid of pelvic floor physical therapy because it's like you know what is this going to mean and i will say um, that you don't have to have anything put in your vagina the first time that you go to see yes. a physical therapist. And rarely do we do even an exam, an internal vaginal exam the first day. It's a lot of talking and yeah, yeah, just problem solving ahead of time. Isn't Dr. Grant amazing? As a reminder to members of SterlingParents.com, you can listen to the full class on the Sterling Parents private podcast or watch the full class on your member site. All right, lovelies, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Until next time. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Becoming Moms. If you were looking for more support from me during your pregnancy journey, head over to sterlingparents.com to learn more about our membership. The Sterling Parents membership now comes with a private Instagram account where members can send me direct messages 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Pregnancy is hard. You deserve support. Head over to sterlingparents.com to get the best support available for your pregnancy.